Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. And here today, we're going to be talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Wouldn't it be nice to live a life of luxury without a care in the world, just to live the lifestyle of the rich and famous? But is it really champagne wishes and caviar dreams, or what can we learn from those who went from riches to rags. Those are some of the things we're going to talk about on the show today. Pat, glad to sit down with you here. Um, Surely you remember the show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach, right? (laughs) Of course. Yeah. What a great title, by the way. Right? Right? Oh, and I was looking at a couple of like trailers for that show, some of the little previews on YouTube the other day. Oh my gosh. over the top so much fun you've got to check it out you've got to google those or look them up on youtube it's a lot of fun and also speaking of googling things pat if you google athletes who squandered their money or actors who lost it all you know you're not going to find a short list of celebrities who hit financial hard times so i think the thing a lot of us think about with this topic pat is how can so many people go through so much money so fast yeah, it's uh, there's no shortage of those stories, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we'll dig into to, on the show today. Um, there's a lot of reasons for it. You know, I think the starting point for me would be um, certainly the vast majority of those people uh, were not raised with wealth, so it's kind of like a it's a shock to the system, right? Mm-hmm. If you grow up and you are middle class or poor or somewhere you know in that range, and then suddenly you're obscenely wealthy most of us would not have a frame of reference for what to do right yeah, so right. i think that i think it's kind of having a plan or understanding like what to do with it is just kind of the most basic starting point and of course m- most of those people have nothing like that yeah i think that's a really good point so pat what would you say what are some lessons we can learn from these athletes or musicians or actors who end up losing it all after working so hard to be successful because they did work hard to earn that it's just what happened next yeah, the two that came to mind for me, Jen, are the first lesson to learn, and I think we all know this inherently, and yet we can all get sucked into it occasionally, which is just the danger of the mentality of keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's, it's of course, an extreme example with celebrities or athletes, but um, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges for them is suddenly they're thrust into this world where everyone else either has or appears to have these insane lifestyles. And so they have this mentality of, well, I guess that's what I have to do now, Mm -hmm. right? And um, so I think so many of us have varying degrees of that. I'm sure even all of us have even a tiny little bit of it. If we see someone else that has something nice and we're thinking about that too, uh, of course, our goal would be not to worry about what's going on with everyone else and, you know, (laughs) focusing on what we're trying to do with our own finances. The other one that came to my mind, um, Jen, is certainly, I know, uh, I think we, we may get to this later in the show, Um, One of the things that throws people off course in these examples is um, family taking advantage of them. And it brought to my mind, um, you know, certainly, you know, we don't we don't do transactional business here. We get to know our clients on on a very deep level. And a lot of times we know about their families and I've had families. Uh, on both sides of this coin in the sense that it's really important to think about what your priorities are with your money. And the example I would use is I have clients that are retired that had children 
um, that and they spent a lot of money on. And when we got back together, they were in tears and they talked about how um, their daughter had come through drug addiction mm -hmm. and how they were able to support her and how um, using some of their retirement money changed her life or maybe even saved her life. And we were all kind of in tears about what a wonderful thing that was. And so in that case, you know, they weren't being taken advantage of. They were choosing to do that. Uh, whereas I have had other clients that have been taken advantage of by children or other family members, um, you know, trying to guilt them into giving money and things like that. So, um, you know, we all have, of course, different family circumstances, but it's a good lesson to make sure you're being thoughtful about what you want to use your hard-earned money to do. And Pat, one of the, the things that you said we need to think about as we talk about how to manage some of these bigger amounts of money would be having a plan. We often need some help creating some sort of plan, especially as we get into a new part of our life like retirement. And we do have access now to all these savings that we've been building up all these years. What are some things we should think about when we're trying to figure out who can help us create some sort of strategy for those dollars in retirement? Yeah, and there's a lot of different kinds of um, financial professionals out there. And so uh, sometimes we kind of break that down into the various categories. And I would say on this specific point, and I would focus on one thing, which is if you're talking to a financial professional, make sure that they have an expertise and a willingness to focus on the things that are your priorities. So what I mean by that is if you are 30 years old and you're, you want to start saving for retirement, um, you want an advisor that's going to be an accumulation, you know, long-term driven, growth driven, probably type of advisor. If you're looking for a comprehensive retirement plan, that's going to be a different type of plan. That's more of the type of work that we do. And if you want a comprehensive plan, you don't want someone who focuses just on investments. So just making sure you're clear on what you're looking for and then finding a match because there's nothing wrong with the fact that we're not all a perfect match for everybody else. It's just trying to find that right fit because when you have the right fit, you know it. So do you know you have the right person who has the right approach for you? If not, give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, we offer a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. Pat, here are some other numbers I wanted to share with you on this topic today of the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Sports Illustrated estimates 80% 80% of retired NFL players go broke in their first three years of retirement. And two of the big reasons Ugh. are things you kind of touched on, lack of competent financial planning advice, and also sharing too much of their wealth with family and friends. They're supporting a village. They feel obligated to do that. As you said, Pat, especially if they came from nothing, well, that means everybody else doesn't have anything either. So they want to be sharing with them. A couple other things that they mentioned as well, divorce, lack of awareness of how rapidly a career can end, and lack of preparation for a second career or just what will happen next. Do you see these things as a concern for the everyday retiree as well? Well, certainly all of those can affect any one of us, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, sometimes we have, we're blessed with a family that's stable financially and, you know, they're not looking for help or something like that. And of course, others, um, you know, we have a lot of our clients are kind of in that sandwich generation, you know. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, a, a married couple uh, that we've worked with for a few years, and they just retired. And part of their retirement plan was their estate plan and thinking about what they wanted to pass on to their kids. Well, now they are um, spending a tremendous amount of time and energy on caring for one of their parents. Mm. And you can just see kind of the stress on their faces, you know, when you're kind of talking with them. And so um, one of the things that we've done in our relationship is just tried to take all of the retirement blank stress off their shoulders mm -hmm. um, so they can kind of focus on family things. Uh, but you mentioned a number of things there. I mean, of course, um, divorce, unfortunately, is very common. And, um, you know, you mentioned... Um, you know, not not realizing the career was so short. Of course, that's extreme with professional athletes. Um, but I'm sure everyone listening has either been downsized or has known someone's been downsized. And mm -hmm. so we meet with people all the time. 
you know, maybe they're very close to retirement age, but maybe not. And so one of the first things we're talking about is kind of figuring out, hey, where do I stand right now? You know, is this is retirement even a possibility or do I need to kind of create a new career or what do I do next? So all those things happen to celebrities and to athletes, but they happen to real people too. And so we just want to make sure people are as prepared as possible. And, uh, you know, we always want to hope for the best and plan for the worst. Pat, how do you help retirees navigate some of these decisions when it comes to what they'll be able to spend in retirement and what they're hoping to leave behind for their loved ones? Well, Jen, I think this is a really interesting topic, um, and I know we don't get to it a lot on the show. Uh, What's fascinating for me is I've been doing this for 23 years now, and in a lot of the people I've met with, I've seen a big mindset shift. Um, when I first started, um, I had a lot of clients that were retired and, you know, we, you'd have some of their money set aside and maybe setting it up in, in a conservative investment and then it's generating income. And what do you want to do with that? It's, oh, I just want to, I just want to let it roll back in because I want to leave all that to my kids. And now I don't have very many clients who say that anymore. <laughs> they say, you know what? We did a bunch of stuff for our kids or we helped them with college or whatever we did. And we worked really hard for this and we want to enjoy it. And then a lot of times they might say, now, what if there's something left over, sure, they can enjoy it. Or maybe they're thinking, I don't want to leave it behind when I'm gone. I want to enjoy it with them. You know, I want to take, I'll take them on a trip or something like that, you know. Um, So there's so many different ways to look at that. And again, those are the things that we would talk about. Um, If you come in and take advantage of our five-step retirement review, all you have to do to get started is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. There's no cost and no obligation. Just mention the Save Your Retirement radio show at 803-9-RETIRE. One of Hollywood's legendary child actors could have been worth millions when he died in 2014, but instead he endured years of abuse and died almost penniless. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. You define your future. You have choices. You can choose to be the author of your own life story. We all know the stock market is like a casino. You put your money down and you hope you win. But there's so many things beyond your control. When it comes to your money and your retirement, there are things that you can do to help protect yourself. Finding the right financial advisor, somebody who puts your interests first and helps you build a plan that takes into account what might happen with financial markets is an example of you choosing to be prepared. Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialist have helped hundreds of individuals and families plan for retirement. Economics and politics, they're beyond your control. But making a call to plan for those things is a choice you can make today. Call Preservation Specialist at 803-9-RETIRE. Choose to be prepared. 803-9-RETIRE. Rembeck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment Advisory Services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. He's here with me today talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. And Pat, Mickey Rooney, of course, one of Hollywood's most beloved actors. He started his acting career as a toddler back in the 20s, believe it or not, as a toddler. My gosh, starting his career then. But his real life was full of turmoil and in his final years he suffered financial elder abuse from the family of his eighth wife so it it ended up being a really tragic situation i found this article about him in this detailing all of these allegations against his eighth wife and her family and i think it was like hollywood reporter or something like that but anyway how can we help protect ourselves from some of these financial hardships that can happen near the end of our life well, I think this gets to the heart of what a lot of us fear, right, Jen? I think the the biggest financial fear in America is just running out of money. Right. And, um, you know, we always talk about the idea that there's a lot of math uh, and a lot of science in financial planning. Uh, but the bottom line is not about percentages or, you know, the chances of being successful. We always say being old and being destitute is an unacceptable outcome. So we have to have a plan to make sure that doesn't happen. So uh, when we talk about a comprehensive plan, there's five areas. And I was thinking three of them really apply to this. One of them very much is your income plan, making sure that your income doesn't dry up late in life. 
Um, the second one would be your healthcare plan. Um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Mickey Rooney, you know, if he's having health issues at the end of his life, making sure you have a plan for what would happen there. And that ties in so closely with your estate plan. You know, we're not attorneys, but we want to help make sure you have the right legal documents in place. Something like a healthcare power of attorney would make sure that the people that you trust are the ones that can help make sure you're getting the right care. And of course, Pat, when we talk about cases, like I mentioned a few moments ago with, with Mickey Rooney, and there was some elder abuse involved there, that's an extreme situation. As you said, for a lot of people, the big concern is just making sure they don't outlive their savings. And this is also a big concern, Pat, when we're working with a couple. How do you make sure that you aren't going to outlive your savings? And how do you make sure, how can you help make sure your spouse will also be okay when there's just one of you left who still needs to be able to pay the bills? Yeah, there's so many things that we want to talk about uh, with our clients and so many things they want to talk about, you know, investments and interest rates and the stock market and all those things. But this really gets to the heart of what it's all about. How do we make sure you never run out of money? And if you're married, that it continues for your spouse as well. So that's all about income planning. So what we're doing is we're trying to figure out how much are you going to need to spend in retirement to do the things you want to do? And then what are the income sources? For most people, they have some type of social security benefits. So we create a plan to make the most of that. And then uh, some people have a pension or pension benefits. So we plan with that. And then uh, when we total those numbers up, there's usually a gap. You know, there's a certain amount you want to spend and that fixed income is going to come in less than that. So the the big question of the day, obviously, is how do we fill that gap? And so we just want to be very smart about that. We don't want to use risky investments to fill that gap because that's not what those are for. And so you have options like annuities that can create income um, or you have other investment options that would probably not have the guarantees that most annuities have, uh, or a lot of annuities have, I should say. Um, And then it would be more of an investment generating some type of distribution or dividend that's coming out to you. And so figuring out that plan is a huge part of what we do and creating that in a way that fits for each client, because each one is very different, is all part of that that path that we uh, take people on. Pat, can you talk a little bit more about where estate and legacy planning would fit into your process? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things we do when someone hires us to build their plan, which we call a custom-built retirement plan, because everyone's is different, um, and this is a perfect example of that, the first place we start is actually a priority meeting. So we're talking through all those different areas and trying to figure out what is of biggest concern and most urgent and most pressing. Um, So very, very rarely will the estate and legacy planning be number one. Uh, That's usually, as I mentioned, it's just not what our clients are thinking about. They're thinking about, what do I do with my money? How do I invest it in a smart way so I'm not being wasteful? How do I make sure I have my income prepared and ready to go for when I retire? And then then once we have all that stuff done, now let's get together and make sure we have our estate plan done. Um, And the only other thing I'll add to that, Jen, is... um, I used to think of our client's estate plan is what happens, you know, after you're gone and things are going to the next generation or to other family and things like that. But I think it's important. You, you brought this up a little a little bit ago. If you're a married couple, part of the estate plan has to be what happens if one of you passes away. Right. Um, that's a big big deal. And um, most you know most couples. Uh, I know Jen, you and I have laughed about this. You know, most couples opposites attract, right? Mm-hmm. So you, um, <laughs> you definitely are not the same as your spouse, and so. So for most couples, one person takes the lead on the finances. Well, what happens if that person's gone? That surviving spouse can be in a very scary situation at a very difficult, you know, one of the most difficult moments of their life. Um, so having a team to work with to build a plan that, that that spouse can work with can be of enormous value. And I know some of our clients have actually hired us specifically for that reason. So do you have an estate plan in place? Is it set up for after both of you are gone if you're married? Do you have a plan in place if one of you passes away? If not, give us a call and let's talk about that and help you put that together. The number is 803-9-RETIRE. That gets you a uh, what we call our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. The number again is 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. And if it's easier to look at the numbers or to see the numbers when you're looking at your phone, 803-973-8473 is that number. That's 803 973 
800-529-8473. Pat, let's talk a little bit about life insurance. I know for you and I, we both have children at home. So for us, life insurance is probably an important part of what we have to protect our family. But how can that be used as a tool in retirement as well as something that a younger family might need? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting item because certainly some people don't have any need or use for life insurance in retirement. So it very much depends on each person's circumstances. And just like we always talk about, if someone says, hey, every once in a while someone will find out that uh, what we do for a living and they'll ask me, oh, what's what's popular right now or what's, what's the best investment or something like that? And I always give them the most boring answer, which is, well, that depends on what you're trying to do, <laughs> what you're trying to accomplish. But that's, we believe firmly that, you know, the purpose of your money is absolutely where you start. Because if you say, well, the purpose of my money is I'm going to go buy a car tomorrow. Well, that needs to be obviously in your checking account versus, oh, I'm going to retire in 10 years. What do I do with my money? It's totally different. Mm -hmm. So uh, the same is true with life insurance. So um, some people don't have any need for it or use for it in in retirement. However, there are families where having a life insurance policy and having a death benefit available to a spouse or to kids or even grandkids could be helpful uh, for a number of different circumstances. Um, There are some very very specific particulars, but some of our clients can benefit from actually taking income from life insurance policies in retirement. And then um, over the last few years, one of the ways life insurance has um, added an additional wrinkle is uh, some policies will allow you to access it for long-term care expenses as well. So there's a few different ways it can be used. And once again, it always comes back to, is there any way that that's beneficial for that particular individual? Pat, what about planning for long-term care? Who needs to be thinking about long-term care insurance or, or other options? Well, we would always say that's certainly part of your health care plan, and we would want everyone to at least understand you know, how that works um, and, and what to do. Um, generally, our industry would say it's kind of all of us that are in the middle um, that, where it's the biggest issue because if you're worth you know, tens of millions of dollars, then a nursing home stay is probably not going to have a huge effect on you financially. Uh, and if you've never saved anything for retirement, then there's a system set up for that mm-hmm. um, so that you can get care. So it's, it's those of us in the middle. We always say you know, if you've saved a couple hundred thousand or a couple million, um, you know, that's going to have you – know, those bills are expensive. That's going to have uh, a, a big effect on your finances as if something like that happens. So this type of insurance has been around for a long time, but it's an industry that has really been challenged recently, and those premiums have gotten very expensive. So um, it's a difficult subject, and there's definitely not a one-size-fits-all solution. Can you talk real briefly about the other options for addressing long-term care costs? Yeah, so there are long-term care policies. Uh, our biggest concern with those is, is generally speaking, the company has the ability to raise those premiums, um, and that's a concern. Of course, when you're retired, you're gonna, you're planning on being on a fixed income. So we do look at life insurance policies that will allow the owner to um, draw off of the benefits for long-term care. Um, there are also other offerings out there, like uh, there are annuities that, let's say it's paying you a monthly income um, in retirement, and there are some companies where if you need nursing care, they'll increase that income, maybe increase it by uh, 50%, or maybe they would even double uh, for a certain amount of time. So um, there is no perfect solution, of course. Um, what I will say, Jen, is um, 20 years ago, uh, what people were sometimes trying to do is buy insurance to cover the entire cost of long-term care. Um, that is a very very rare circumstance these days. What most of our clients are trying to do is just create a plan uh, with as little cost as possible to just, just to try and reduce the risk to them, to try and reduce the risk of having to pay all of that out of pocket themselves. Uh, and once again, uh, it is custom built because everyone's situation is totally different. And I will say this, um, that is one of the big things that we have a lot of people come into our office that are worried about. There is no one size fits all solution. So if you're worried about long-term care and how you would how you would pay for that, and if you're not not sure if you have a plan that's in place for that, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, we offer a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, the number is 803-9-RETIRE. And if it's easier to look at the numbers when you're looking at your phone, 803-973-8473. If you're trying to prepare for retirement, there are a few habits you can steal or or maybe just borrow from the super wealthy. We'll talk about that next. Stay with us.
Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. And Pat, I have to admit, I very nearly said we are, thanks for joining us today on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Pat Struby. <laughs> That's not the name of our show, but it is our topic today because we are talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. If you're trying to prepare for retirement, there are a few habits you can steal or or maybe just borrow, if we're being honest about it, from the super wealthy. So that's what I want to talk about here, Pat. We've covered some negative things a little bit earlier in the show, but what are some of the good financial habits that we should pick up from some of these people who've done well? Well, I think there are some tried and true things, and I think there are just as I always say, uh, it's it's about thinking about you know your purpose and your priorities. So, uh, I know a lot of our clients. Um, if you go all the way to the very beginning of what they're thinking about with their finances, um, they may start with a tithe, um, and that may be may or may not be ten percent, uh, but it may be to their church, it may be to various charities. Uh, so that's where they're going to start. Um, and then, what do you do with your money after that? Um, you know, we have basic ideas of obviously we. We would love to live within or below our means. Uh, part of doing that then is you have something left over. So building up an emergency reserve, saving and investing. Of course, um, when you are retired, that's going to look a little bit different as opposed to if you're far away from retirement and you're trying to sock money away into a 401k or things like that. Um, and the, the other thought that I have there is really just um, evaluating any debt that you have and having a plan for that. You know, if you have. Uh, just a uh, you know maybe a thirty-year mortgage on your house, and you have a low interest rate. Well, maybe that's not a priority that you have to worry about. But if you have student loans and credit card balances and car loans and things like that, probably a good idea to you know use an example like Dave Ramsey, who has um, great uh, tools to kind of help you think through that and strategize. And um, those are things; those are lessons I think we can all benefit from, and make sure we're we're doing the right basics with our finances. As we talk about the lifestyles of the rich and famous, we, we have to talk about Warren Buffett. When we talk about someone who has done things right and made the right financial decisions, that is what he is known for, as a matter of fact. Now, Warren Buffett describes the benefits of compounding to be like being at the top of, of a very large hill with wet snow, starting a snowball, and then getting it rolling downhill. So I think that's a really good visual for us, Pat, but how much of an impact can compounding have on our retirement savings? Let, let's talk about how that analogy works for our savings. It's a really, really good uh, visual, I think, Jen. Um, so compounding is a big deal and this is one of those many things that depends on kind of where you're what stage of life you're in if you are kind of young and early in the retirement savings game compounding is as Albert Einstein said the eighth wonder of the world because mm-hmm. um, it's time that creates that compounding effect that's so magical um, so you have that opportunity to really benefit from it uh, but that's still the case when you're retired you know if we have someone who's retiring let's say they're retiring at age 64 and if they're in pretty good health well we're planning on making sure they've got money through their 80s maybe in their 90s maybe even 100 I mean we just don't know And so that's a lot of time, right? So you've got an opportunity to benefit from compounding. And most of our clients don't have all their money in one investment uh, because, you know, there is no one perfect investment, right? You know, most people want to have some money available for emergencies. You want to have some safety and some income and some growth. And there, there is no one investment that does all those things. So most people have their money divvied up. Well, we might be drawing a significant amount of income off of one of your accounts, but we may be leaving another account to let sit and grow. So even if you're in that stage of drawing income off your accounts, you can still benefit um, from compounding. The, the one other point I'll add, Jen, um, that is quite shocking to a lot of people is the effect of negative returns. So if you're Mm -hmm. dealing with a volatile uh, up and down investment like in the stock market, it has a huge, huge effect on your compounded return. I'll give you one crazy example. If you go back 100 years of the stock market, the um, average um, annual gain of the stock market index itself is 7% a year. That's not, not including dividends, okay? If you actually take the compounded gain, so what you would actually truly earn, it's only 4.7%. 
uh, which is a huge, huge difference. And the reason is because of those ups and downs. Um, so the negative years can wipe out some of that compounding. So it's just a point I, I would like to make because when you're young and you've got time on your side, you can rebound from those negative years. But of course, when you're very close to retirement or in retirement, you're taking a lot more risk there. Pat, should our investment strategy change once we get into retirement? And if so, how, how should it change? Yeah, this is one of those uh, soapboxes of mine, Jen, that's so, so important. Um, you know, we talk about there being kind of three stages of your retirement life. And the visual that I love for this is climbing a steep mountain. So think of trying to climb Mount, Mount Everest. Um, the first point I always want to make is when people are saying they're going to climb a mountain like that, the goal technically isn't to just climb the mountain because they also want to come down too, right? <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> it's please. Kind of, kind of a big deal, right? <laughs> so, so it's it's just like saving for retirement. You're climbing and clawing your way up that mountain. You're trying to build this pile of money that you can successfully live off of. But then once you get to that point and you give your notice uh, to your employer and you retire, now you have to successfully scale down that mountain and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, So you have to do both correctly, and they're different. Um, So just like climbing up a mountain, climbing down a mountain are different. And so I said there's three stages. You're kind of accumulating your money on the way up the mountain, and then you're also, um, you know, drawing income and trying to preserve your principal as long as possible in retirement. But we believe we would still call it a third stage, which is in the middle, because for most people, you're not going to flip a switch and invest aggressively up until the day of your retirement and switch over to something more conservative. Most people are going to have some kind of shift and some transition over time. If that's something that's been on your mind, if you're thinking, you know, am I investing correctly for where I'm at in life? Give us a call right now at 803-9-RETIRE. It's one of the things we'll talk about during your five-step retirement review. To get started, call 803-9-RETIRE if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Once again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. And in looking at your phone, if it's easier to just punch in the numbers, 803 803- 973-8473 is the number you can call. That's 803-973-8473. Talking today with Pat Struby about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Now, Pat, Jay Leno says he never spent the money he made from The Tonight Show with Jay Leno throughout the time it aired. I found this on CNBC.com. He says that money went straight to his savings, and the only money he spent was the money he made from his comedy shows. So two sources of income, one went to savings and one he spent. That sounds like a pretty smart way to look at this. How can we take a similar approach with our retirement savings? Yeah, it's an awesome approach to make. Obviously, I'm sure we have a lot of people listening thinking, well, yeah, that would be great. If I was making that much money, I would do right. the same thing. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the analogy that, I, that came to my mind right away as you were talking about that, Jen, is um, way, way back, 23 years ago when I started, uh, my first manager, um, the very first story he told me was about how he always used the analogy of any person he was working with that uh, was saving for a long time down the road, he called that their tin can. And he used the example of you're throwing money into anything, your 401k or a Roth IRA or whatever it was. Just imagine there's a tin can and it's got a steel trap on top of it and you just, you can't touch it. Hmm. And um, and he would always joke and he'd say he had clients for you know decades. They'd say, hey, how's my tin can doing? You know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of a thing. And uh, it's just a great idea to, you know, investments can be so complicated and so detailed. But but if we break it down to the basics, what we're talking about here is if you have a goal uh, and it's important to you, then we want to try as much as possible to keep that money focused towards that goal. Um, so if you have a 401k and you're putting money there to save for retirement, um, we want to as much as possible try to make sure we leave that money there. Now, obviously, um, we have you know personal crises sometimes and emergencies. Um, so if if you need to borrow money from that account or draw money from that account, uh, doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything like that. It's just right. we want to make sure we're trying to focus our priorities as best as we can in the right areas. What are the options, Pat, for generating income in retirement? 
Well, really what we do is we just start with, you know, what are your resources? So, you know, most people have social security benefits, so we create a plan for that. Um, less people have a pension benefit now, but if you do, we plan for that. And then, of course, the question beyond that is, now what do we do? Um, and this is where, you know, over the last generation or two, this plan has changed by night and day. It's a completely different thing because a generation or two ago, you know, people weren't having to worry about their 401k or target date funds or investments or what the market's doing or what the Fed did with interest rates or any of that nonsense. They were able to just live off of Social Security and a pension. And for most people today, that's totally different. They've got to figure out, hey, I'm trying to accumulate this pile of money and what do I do with it? And so um, that's one of the biggest things um, that we help people with is trying to figure out what to do with that. And one of the quick examples that I'll use where we try and keep it in a way that's simple for us to talk through and help you understand what balance you want is we talk about the three worlds of money. Um, one of those three worlds is the growth world. It's the mutual funds, the stock market, things like that. Um, the great thing about the growth world is you have upside and usually you have a lot of flexibility. You know, you can trade those funds and things like that. But we all know what the downside is. When the market drops, that can come crashing down. Mm -hmm. um, so while there's good things about the growth world, that's not where we want to be focusing on drawing income from. So the other two worlds, then we go to the other extreme, there's the safe world. So that would be something that has some type of guarantee to it. That's going to be like U.S. savings bonds or bank accounts or annuities that have a principal guarantee or an income guarantee. And uh, for some people, a, a, an annuity with an income guarantee is a perfect example of a way to help create income in retirement. And then there's a middle world. We call that the steady income world. So it's not nothing in there is guaranteed. But what we're trying to do is to also keep it out of that growth mindset of being tied to the stock market. And so that could be investments that may have some risk to them, but may pay a little more interest. So finding that balance for each person is part of what we're trying to do in our meetings to make sure they're finding that mix that works best. And Pat, let's talk about what we can do to make sure we're getting the most out of our Social Security benefits as an income stream in retirement. Yeah, this is um, it's it's a really important piece, and it shouldn't be overlooked uh, that um, you pay a lot of tax money into Social Security. So as you're getting close to retirement, you want to make sure you're being very smart about it. Um, the first distinction is always depending on if you're an individual or if you're a married couple. Um, if you're an individual, um, there's still a lot of options, but it certainly simplifies the choice because what we're really dealing with then is when you want to claim on the time frame as early as age 62 or as late as age 70. And of course, the longer you delay that income, the more your Social Security payment is going to be. So we just want to find that right time frame for you. And that's going to be based on, you know, when you want to retire, it's going to be based on what type of spending you're going to be doing. Um, it's going to be based on what other resources, 401k and things like that, that you have. If you're a married couple, uh, it gets a lot more complicated because um, maybe both of you worked, maybe only one of you worked, uh, but there's spousal benefits. Um, those things can um, play off of each other. Um, and then there's also widow's benefits. So the choices you make not only affect you while you're alive, um, but they may affect your spouse if you pass away as well. So uh, we talk about uh, wanting to help every single client make sure they're making the optimal Social Security choice for them. And that means doing an analysis of your Social Security benefits, but also plugging that in, like I said a few moments ago, to the rest of your resources. So how are we going to generate the income in retirement that works best for you? And we want to do two things on opposite ends of the spectrum. We want to make sure you never run out of money, but we also want to make sure you got plenty of income when you're younger and you're healthier and you're trying to do all those things you've been waiting to do and that you've been saving for. So that's all part of that plan. And, and all that boils down to is making sure you have a written retirement income plan. Part of that's going to be your Social Security plan. So if you don't have a written retirement income plan, call us right now at 803-9-RETIRE. We can help you put that in place at absolutely no cost and no obligation. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Work hard, play hard, make a lot of money, spend a lot of money, or, or maybe not so fast. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us.
Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. And he's here with me today. We're learning lessons from the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Now, maybe you're the type to work hard and play hard, but if you make a lot, that doesn't mean you have to spend a lot. And we have some examples in this segment that illustrate that. I think pretty well. Pat, the late Burt Reynolds told Vanity Fair, this is his quote, I've lost more money than is possible because I just haven't watched it. Hmm. How do you help your clients come up with a budget for retirement so they can spend money confidently without worrying they'll overspend? And again, you, you just have to watch it. Yeah. And I think um, I just take this kind of one step at a time. And, you know, when someone comes in for our five-step retirement review, you know, certainly part of that discussion is getting to know each other, but it's also talking about we're not getting into numbers or finances first. We're talking about, you know, what's on their mind, what where are they at in life, uh, what are their concerns, and most importantly, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, part of that, of course, um, since we're focused on retirement planning, talks about, you know, when someone will, would want to retire, what that would look like, and then what that's going to cost. And we have people that come in and talk to us, and it goes for a wild extreme of how much they have an idea of that. <laughs> um, so we have uh, people that are very meticulous and have Excel spreadsheets and have everything down to the penny of what they're going to spend in retirement. And we have lots of people that come in, and when I say, well, something to the effect of, do you have an idea what that's going to cost or what you would need coming in each month? It's a blank stare. <laughs> so uh, because it's just you know it just depends on our personality types, right? Uh, a lot of our clients have never done a budget, so. Um, that's why I always joke that I don't like that. I don't like the expression. I I, I call it a spending plan, you know, because I just don't want it to feel like a budget. Um, so we're just trying to figure out, you know, what what is your retirement going to look like? What do you want to do, and what's that gonna what's that gonna cost? And um, that's the that we just start there. And if you um, if you use pie in the sky numbers and you think you're gonna you know be jet setting around the world, you know, every month and it's going to cost way more than you can afford, then when we run the numbers, it's going to show that, right? Um, so we can't have a retirement projection that shows you running out of money five years after you retire. That's not a good retirement plan. <laughs> no. So um, that's where we start, and then we pull it all together. And um, that first step can be enormously, uh, it just t- take an enormous weight off of your off your shoulders because the number of people that have come in and they just have absolutely no idea uh, when they would be able to retire and if they are even on the right track. And when we run some numbers and you can see where maybe you're close or maybe you are right on track. And that's just so liberating, I think, because, um, you know, of course, most people only retire once. So, um, you know, when you're trying to figure out when you can do it, it's very difficult to know. Pat, as we talk about what we're spending in retirement and spending in retirement, do your clients have a hard time starting to spend that money because they've been just in a different mindset and they've worked so hard to save it all these years? Jen, that is such a great question. Um, it's very common, and I think it's for a number of reasons. Um, you know, you have this idea of, you know, this mentality. I mean, you think about most people when they retire, let's say they started working at 18 or at 22, and then maybe they retire in their mid-60s. So you're, you're talking about decades and decades of working and earning a paycheck um, in your household and then living off of it. And then all of a sudden, that paycheck isn't coming anymore. And the <laughs> The number of people, Jen, that have said, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to build up this big pile of money, but now what, (laughs) right? right? right. How do I live off of that? And it's very, very scary. Um, The other thing that I'll I'll mention um, that I've never heard discussed very often, I've never seen anyone write about it, but I have noticed that there's a a very – it's a crazy psychological challenge uh, when you are used to seeing over years and years and years your nest egg grow and grow and grow. And of course, at one point it was zero dollars, right? Then you put your first dollar in your 401k and then, hmm. you know, hopefully by the time you've retired, it's worth thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, depending on, you know, your work and your lifestyle and things like that. And now, all of a sudden, when you retire, we're either um, using the income off of that, or for some people, they may actually be spending that down, right? And that is a very jarring change because there's almost like this addiction to seeing that number grow, if that makes sense. Hmm. And um, so we've seen that with a lot of clients, and uh, it's it's just finding that balance of helping you see uh, what you can spend, and then uh, helping you also see that it's okay 
that the investment dollars aren't going to look the same way because you're in a, again you're in a new stage of life, and that's part of the um, interesting dynamic of what we do. Uh, I always tell you, Jen, that you know, 20 years ago, I thought my job was going to be a number cruncher and give people the right numbers to do the right thing financially. And I learn over as I get older, it's more about the you know softer approach of helping mm-hmm. you find the plan that fits for you and is comfortable because we're all different and we're all comfortable with different things. Well, and, and it is such a transition, Pat, that, that happens when we go from saving for retirement to spending money in retirement, right? Can you talk about how things change when we do that transition? Absolutely. Yeah, I think just that idea of the three stages of our investing life, I think, is so important to keep in mind. Um, for most people, I like to use the idea of, of having blinders on. And I think of like, you know, racehorses, you know, when they put those blinders on them, so they're just looking straight ahead. You know, when you are far, far away from retirement, and you're just plugging money into whatever savings vehicle you have, like a 401k, the best thing you can do is just put the blinders on because all you need to do is pick the allocation and just let it ride. Because what happens to your portfolio when you're 27 and you have $3,000 in it, by the time you're 65, that's not going to make a huge difference. Uh, What matters is that you're doing it and it's on a repetitive basis. By the time you're retired, it's a night and day difference, right? So now um, you, you need to be very careful to make sure there's not a major loss. For a lot of our clients, you go from having a couple thousand dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars or more in those accounts. You cannot afford to have a 30 or 40 or 50% drop. So your investment strategy has to be completely different. And then, of course, you have to be generating some type of um, income um, to derive off of that portfolio, because that's the whole point of it, is to generate income for retirement. If that type of process would be valuable for you, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. You can get started by calling 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. As you look at your phone, those numbers are 803-973-8473 or 803-9-RETIRE. As Pat said, is an easy way to remember that. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. Today we've been talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. And Pat, Nicholas Cage, he was one of Hollywood's <laughs> biggest stars, but he was also one of its biggest spenders, much like Burt Reynolds, who we, sp- we spoke about a few moments ago. The IRS actually placed tax liens on multiple properties he owned, and then he had to hand over more than $6 million for failing to pay his tax bill, his 2007 tax bill. So that's a huge impact. Aside, couple of issues here. Aside from the the idea of this lavish spending, but also not accounting for the tax bill that will inevitably come. What's the impact taxes can have on our retirement savings? Oh, Jen, it's a big deal, um, and I think part of the problem is our entire um, retirement system is built around deferring money and paying taxes on it when you're retired. And that was kind of the bill of goods, if you will, that was sold to uh, the baby boomer generation, people that are kind of coming up to retirement right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I always say, the previous generations, you know, there, there wasn't a 401k or an IRA. Um, so that wasn't anything that was happening with them. And all of a sudden, in the 70s and 80s, the story changes. And they say, oh, just put all your money in there. And good news, you'll get a tax break now. But and you'll only have to pay taxes when you retire. But don't worry, you won't you won't hardly pay any taxes in retirement. Right. <laughs> and um, that is a rude awakening. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people that reach out to us when they're kind of in that you know, transition phase before retirement, they're starting to think about that. And they're starting to realize, wait a second, I've done a good job of saving and investing. I've got a pile of money in my 401k. That's all going to be taxable someday. How's that going to work? Um, and so we want to make sure that you're you're certainly not getting hammered on taxes any more than necessary. You want to be smart about taking your money in a way that's as tax advantageous for you as possible. So let's talk about how we can be smart about this, Pat. What can we do to help reduce the impact of taxes on our retirement? 
Yeah. So I, there's so many things, Jen. And, and of course, you know, I'm not a CPA and, and right. we don't have a CPA on staff here. So we usually uh, will work either if a client has a uh, tax professional, we'll work with them or we have a tax professional that we can recommend as well. Um, so what we're looking at is just strategies. Uh, there's a lot of things that can be done. Um, the two things that I would focus on would be, um, and this one, I think people look at me like I'm kind of a simpleton when I say this, but uh, we want to plan around tax brackets. And what I mean by that is uh, the example I always use is, you know, uh, if you've been working for decades and you've been earning a salary, um, you're going to pay taxes on that salary. And that's just the way it is. Um, and uh, you're not going to go to your boss and say, pay me less. So I pay less taxes, right? That would be crazy, right? Yeah. So there's no planning to do there is my point. But when you're retired, it's totally different unless you are retiring and living off of a, a large pension, which is very, very rare that I would see. Most of our clients are putting together their social security benefits. Maybe they have state retirement or a pension or something. Um, most people are trying to figure out how do I use my savings investments, 401k and things like that. And what's important about that is that means you control when and how you take money out of those accounts. And what am I getting at there? That means we have control over what tax bracket you're going to be in, in retirement. Um, and right now, the two most common brackets our retired clients are in is the 12% bracket in the 22% bracket. So it's literally almost double. So if we can keep you in that 12% bracket for more years of your retirement, you could save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. Pat, there are countless stories of athletes, musicians, and actors who ended up losing their money after working so hard to be successful. And that's really been the focus of what we've talked about today. If we're concerned we might be headed down a similar path and we want to be proactive, what advice do you have? Well, Jen, I think the main thing is to be honest with yourself and you know try and get a, get a feel for where you stand right now and what your concerns are right now. And then if you're not sure if you're on the right path or if you have concerns, then that's it's time to talk to somebody and deal with those things. Um, the beauty of our industry is a lot of people like us will give you some time uh, without requiring you to pay on an hourly basis or something like that. So you can kind of shop around, you know, and uh, we encourage people to do that because it's really important that you find someone that's a good fit for you. And we always say, uh, while there's a lot of very specific technical reasons to pick the right person, one of the things you can always do is you can trust your gut. Uh, when you get an opportunity to sit down with someone and try to make sure that they're a good fit for you, if your gut says they are, then that's a, that's a great place to start. You have so many options now to find someone that, that can be of help. And once again, one of the big differences that we would always make is making sure you're finding someone that's focused on what you need help with. If you are just beginning your savings journey, then you want what we would call an accumulation advisor who's going to help you build and grow that money over time. If you are in that second or third stage where you're either retired or trying to figure out how to transition from accumulating into retirement, that's what we specialize in at Preservation Specialists. That's what we love to do. We're passionate about it. We do it every day. And that's why we offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation, because we want to make sure we can help you find the way to retire successfully. To take advantage, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Just mention the Save Your Retirement radio show to get started at 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number. It's 803-973-8473. If it's easier to see the numbers on your phone, that's 803-973-8473. Or as Pat said, an easy way to remember that, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week. You'll hear more insights from Pat then. We're so glad you spent some time with us here today. Have a great week. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialists is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 
3005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital Inc. or Kalos Management Inc.